Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McLean. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McLean here alongside Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show today. The Big 12 has gone all out for its media days in Texas this week with collegiate stars and coaches from around the conference. Jason Shepard joins us from Arlington to tell us what it's been like for the Cougars' introduction to the league and some of his major takeaways. Plus, Lavelle Edwards Stadium is an iconic college football stadium, if we do say so ourselves. But we're going to discuss what changes we'd like to make to the venue if given the chance with the program's recent pay raise. But first, Cougar Tailgate is hosting a dinner party, and we're going to tell you who from BYU football history we'd invite there are so many. Cleon is joining me from Lawrence, Kansas. How's the Midwest, my friend? Oh, it is great, Lauren. It is hot. It is humid right now, <laughs> but it is great. We started our trip out in Arkansas, as we've told you on previous Cougar Tailgates. We are doing feature stories on the teams that BYU is playing in football this year. So we started out uh, this week in Arkansas, and it was a little less hot there. But it, Fayetteville is a cool city, Lauren. It, it is a really cool city. It's very hilly. It's green. Um, it's a it's a cool college town. Uh, it's not too far from Bentonville, which is home of Walmart. We actually went up to Bentonville, not to see Walmart, I will say that. It's not like we <laughs> checked out the corporate offices or anything like that. Uh, but it, it, we went up there for part of our story and then went to a good barbecue restaurant while we were there. Uh, Kansas, uh, I, I'm expecting good barbecue here too. Um, Reynolds Stadium which is where Arkansas plays, it's really cool. I mean, it just kind of pops up out of nowhere, and it's right on the edge of campus. Um, it is, it's really cool. I don't know where you would park if you were going to a game, but it is really, really cool. And by the way, the Reynolds, that's, that's Reynolds wrap. That's, oh. that's, that's where Reynolds Stadium comes from. I believe I have that right. The, okay. the, and the upper decks, it holds like 70,000 people in Reynolds Stadium or somewhere right around there. The upper decks are really steep. But it is a cool, cool, cool stadium. They got a cool uh, hogs uh, sculpture outside, uh, waterfall feet, water feature, I should say, with five hogs on it. It's really, really cool. And great stories from from going to Arkansas, Kansas. It's the home of Superman. Oh, and the Jayhawks too. Um, I guess Krypton is really the home of Superman, but you know he grew up in Kansas, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to be. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you. I leave that to you and Jason oh. Shepard. You're okay. The, okay. You're the Marvel peeps. You're the we're, superhero we're, peeps. We're the we're the comic book peeps. Yes, uh, exactly. There peeps. you yes. go. Anyway, we're gonna do some real cool stories here in Kansas too, dealing with basketball, football, and and really helping out your fellow man. This trip's been great. So I, I've really enjoyed it. This this all the trips I've taken so far, they've been a lot of fun, and this this is uh, no exception. It's been fun on this one too. That's awesome. I'm really excited to hear those stories. All right, Cleon. Think of your dream BYU football dinner party. We're going to pick four former BYU players or coaches from any era we'd want to sit down and have dinner with. Who is your first pick? Listen, I'm just going to pick the obvious one, Lauren. I'm just going to say Lavelle Edwards. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you know, I think I would want to talk to him more about everything that is not football. Just, the, uh, you know, because yes. I, I, I watched him coach. You know, I, I knew, for the most part, I knew how a lot of his teams finished their season because I was a teenager growing up during those times. Not the early years, but like the mid-years, like the 80s and the and the 90s. You know, I, I, I was a big I was a big fan back then, so I kind of know how games went. I, I want to find out about all the stuff off the field 
and how he tried to help people or keep the program afloat or whatever. I, it, it'd just be fun just to talk to him about his experiences uh, a, a, as the coach there. And you could even say kind of as the administrator of the BYU football program. Uh, so that, that, that'd probably be the one program or the one person that I think, and I know it sounds obvious. I kept thinking, let's not pick the non-obvious one. And I'm like, no, you have to go Lavelle Edwards. You have so, to. One of us so, had to pick him. Yeah. So I decided I'll, I'll take him off the board. It's, it's me. So who's your number one pick? Cleon, maybe you can have dinner with him in the next life. Put that on your bucket. Put that what, on your bucket list. What are you saying? Is that I'm a little older and I may see no. him a little sooner than you? Is that what you're no, saying, Lauren? No, absolutely not. That's oh. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying okay. in the next life, start your list of who you like to have dinner with. My number one is the other obvious, Andy Reid. <laughs> I think, gosh, who wouldn't want to have dinner with him? Because you feel like this is not a fat joke at all. I'm just saying he's known for being able to eat. You feel like you could eat whatever you want at dinner. If you're at dinner with Andy Reid, it would be awesome. Also, he's regarded as one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, and he's our guy. He's a BYU guy. How cool is that? I just think that's such a cool story. Uh, Two-time Super Bowl champion as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's just done great things with the Philadelphia Eagles and even before that. So, And I, I don't know. I, I just think he's an entertaining, fun guy, and he's been around a lot of really cool people. It'd be just great to hear his story. So that would be my number one. Let, let, before you move on from Andy Reid, he's talked a lot about having hamburgers. Uh, yes, if, exactly. If, That's what is, I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that would you want hamburgers with Andy Reid or would you want something else? And if it was hamburgers, where would you go <laughs> to? I mean, would you go to a restaurant or are you are you grilling the hamburgers up, Lauren? I don't want to go to a restaurant. I don't want any noise around when I'm having dinner with Andy Reid. You know, okay. like I want to okay. be able to hear every word he's saying. I'm not going to grill, but I'll hire somebody. <laughs> To grill at my house. How about that? That's what I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's your uh, number two? My number two. Again, this I, I feel like this is just so obvious when I say these things. My number two is going to be Steve Young. Yep. Um, I, actually, I, I, I need to talk to him. These stories that I'm doing for BYU Broadcasting for a, an upcoming podcast, <laughs> I actually need to talk to him. So is, does that count as a who dinner? Said, no. Who says, I actually need to talk to Steve. I'm going to give him a call a little later. <laughs> who says that? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'll be able to get a hold of him. So we'll we'll find out. Anyway, I, I would love to talk to him mainly about that 1983 season. Uh, I know he's talked about it before, but I think I'd want to ask him some questions. But I think I'd actually want to talk to him more about his days in the USFL and Tampa Bay. And I guess I could ask him about his time with the Niners, too. But I, yeah. I think it'd just be so fascinating to talk to him about what it was like to play in Tampa Bay and what it was like to play in the USFL and just everything that goes along with that. And just because those were kind of, I mean, this may sound mean, but those were kind of the low points of his life. Mm -hmm. And and then it kind of got better as time went along. And so it'd be interesting to see how he kept himself afloat during those low points of his life. What's yes, your number two? And, and he had that crippling anxiety, which would be really awesome to be able to talk to him about that yeah. and how he dealt with that. My number two uh, is Taysom Hill. He's known as the Swiss Army Knife of the NFL, and, and I think he's kind of a trailblazer in that way. No one else is using a player like the Saints are using Taysom, and I loved interviewing him um, when it, with his time at BYU, and I want to chat with him about his experience and now being a father of two, being married to uh, Emily Nixon, who is the uh, sister of David Nixon. So I just think he has such an awesome life. He could tell us about all of the experiences in the NFL right now, and uh, what he's doing from there. So Taysom Hill is my number two. Who do you Ooh, got for okay. three? Number three on my list. 
Uh, I went with another coach. I decided to go with Mike Leach. And no, he wasn't a coach there for very long at BYU. (laughs) But come on. I mean, if if I had dinner with him, I'm afraid if if it's like with a group, this group right here, I'm not sure anyone would say be able to say anything because Mike Leach would just keep talking. His 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 food would get cold, Lauren. Yeah. And but but it would not be a boring dinner and dinner would last a while. I think we'd hear a lot of cool stories and he would definitely want to give his opinions on a lot of things. And the funny thing is, I think that very few things he would talk about would actually be about football. He <laughs> he was just such an interesting guy. Uh, he would be the other one that I think would be fun to talk to. And I would even want to talk to him about what were his days like at BYU before he decided to make a name for himself at Texas Tech and Washington State and Mississippi State. And then finally at, uh, or excuse me, uh, I think I named all the schools he was head coach over. So yeah. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, whoops. Anyway. Oh, Oklahoma. I'll say Oklahoma too, because he was offensive coordinator there. So yeah, he'd be, he'd be my, he'd be my number three. Mike Leach is a great pick. He he's hysterical. He'd be he'd be so much fun at a dinner party. Like you said, no one else would be talking. My number three is Vaisikahema. Played in the NFL, amazing sports broadcaster, and a general authority for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What? Come on, Cleon. What else would you want? What else would you want in, in, a, in a dinner partner? That guy could talk to you about literally anything that we're interested in, right? We have yeah. so many similarities, and he's kind of gone to the top little level on all of these things. So I think Vice Kahama would be just a fantastic guy to have at a dinner party. All right. Who's- my number four would be Luke Staley. Uh, it, it, I will just say the best single season, this is my opinion, best single season running back in BYU history. Uh, he was amazing in 2001 and he, he was so good. He's also a really kind of quiet guy, but I would love to talk to him about overcoming adversity. I, maybe there's a theme there with Steve Young and Luke Stale about overcoming adversity. And I would want to talk to him about overcoming adversity just because he had so many injuries in his career and he tried to play in the NFL and that didn't work out and just how he's had to keep overcoming things. But it'd just be fun to just kind of sit down and catch up with him and say, see how his life is going after that magical 2001 football season. Mm, I'd definitely be interested in that. My number four is Fred Warner. Went from being on Kalani's worst team in Kalani's career to graduating, being drafted by the 49ers, and becoming arguably the best linebacker in the league. I want to know how BYU shaped him, how he's handling the pressure and fame that's come from his time in San Francisco. And I think he's just the nicest guy. He was just so much fun to interview when he was at BYU. And I think he's retained a lot of that humility. So I would love to have him as my fourth and final guy at my BYU football dinner party. All I know is that other than Andy Reid and maybe Vi, there's a lot of recency bias right there, Lauren. I mean, come on, Taysom and Fred. (laughs) <laughs> well, come on. Why Why not? Why not a little recency bias? <laughs> All right. Cleon, Lavelle Bruce Stadium is one of the most scenic college football stadiums in the country. It's, it's just absolutely gorgeous. But if we had it our way, what three changes would you make to Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Because BYU has gotten some money from the Big 12, so it's possible they will be making some renovations. What would you do if you could? Okay, my number one would be close off the corner somehow. Um I know Edwards Stadium gets loud, but wouldn't it be nice if those corners somehow closed in so that the sound couldn't get out 
and it would just be louder inside of Lavelle. I know Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you know, it, it, I remember, I still remember the Arizona State game from a few years ago. I just remember how loud it was and how the hard time the Arizona State had just hiking the ball. Remember that, Lauren? Yes, but, yes, I remember. But could you imagine how much louder it would be if they were able to close off those corners? It would just be deafening in there. And I, I my number two actually kind of goes along with my number one. So instead of putting more stands in, you know, with seats, maybe you could add a few more seats, maybe some premium seats in the corners. That may not sound great, but hmm. maybe you add some premium seats. But I want to add in the corners a place where people can bring their own food and grill. Basically, they would rent it out and they will gr- they could grill with their family or friends or maybe make it a corporate thing. I, I don't know, just something like that. I've seen a few stadiums okay, here in the Big cool. 12. I've seen a few stadiums in the Big 12 that they've been able to do that. Not at football stadiums, but other stadiums like uh, Oklahoma State's baseball stadium, they do that. And it's really, really a lot of fun. And, and it and it encourages you know people to bring their families out so that could be really fun so edward stadium could be a first if if it's not being done at other stadiums at least to the big 12 but i think that would be really really cool to be able to close off those corners and make make those corners something special so yes. that you encourage people to buy into those sections and I think that's what I would do. I'll just hurry and name my third one off. I think it'd be great to have some sort of trolley system for people who park way, way, way far away. So it makes it easier for them to get to the stadium, maybe from other parking lots that are a little bit uh, far from campus. That'd be the only other thing that I would say. So I'll go with those three. I had a fourth one and it's really out there, but I I don't know if I want to bring that up. So why don't you go ahead and name your three? <laughs> okay, now you got to tell us what the fourth is. Okay, the fourth one is some sort of massive shade above the West stands <laughs> to shade the people in the East stands and, you know, give them a chance to actually enjoy the game when the sun is going down. Then again, I don't know if I want to spend my money on that because how many afternoon games is BYU going to play? They play yeah, so many night games. Many. They, they play so many night games, Lauren, that, uh, it, it, you know, we, we know of one afternoon game this year, but how many others are we going to have? So, I, I think that would be wasted money. I like my other three ideas. I like your other three too. And yours are very selfless. I would say my picks for upgrades are very selfish. Here's my number one. A larger women's bathroom on press row. The line is just too long. <laughs> and come on, Cleon, it's 2023. Give us a larger women's bathroom. I think back in the day, it was like a men-only thing when they first built uh, Cougar Stadium. And so there's just this tiny women's bathroom. Make that bigger. Uh, number two. A children's entertainment area. I took my kids to the ECU game last year, and we didn't last long. I wished there was a play area where I could still watch the game. You know what I mean? So you were talking about filling in those gaps. Let's put a play area for children in one of those areas where the parents can just watch the game. Isn't that a great idea? I love idea? this idea. Yeah, love this Thank idea. Thank you. Uh, my number three is having uh, chair back seating for all sections besides the rock. I want comfort in my old age, you know? So if I'm just going to pick some random ticket, <laughs> I want it to, I want it to have a back, dang it. it you know what if, I mean? If it's a bench seat with a back, would that be good enough? Yes. Yeah, I, okay, I would take okay. that. I just want a back. Okay. But you okay. know, you know, Cleon, as you get older, your back can't, can't quite handle that slouch position for a solid four hours of football, and you need a back to the chair. <laughs> no, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not yes. arguing with you at all. All right, coming up, Jason Shepard joins us from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate.
Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. We're here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Shepard, who is currently in Arlington, Texas, for the Big 12 Media Days, and he's going to give us a scoop on the BYU Cougars and their debut as part of the Big 12. What's up, Shep? Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to talk to you as you talk to me about what's going on in Texas right now. Walk me through the atmosphere and feel of the Big 12 Media Days at the home of the Dallas Cowboys, nonetheless, AT&T Stadium. What's it been like? It's really cool, and everything is on a grand scale. Um, it's, it's just big. I, I kept seeing this number of 700 being put out on social media, so I, I believe 700 credentialed media were wow. in attendance for Big 12 Media Day and like you said, it's at AT&T Stadium. I mean, it's all set up right there on the field. Um, it's just awesome. And beyond any of that part of it, the fact that BYU is involved in it, part of the conference, it's it was, honestly, it was is a day of celebration. And for BYU to be there and have their helmet and their logo next to all the other teams in the Big 12, what an absolutely special day to be a Cougar fan. 700 members of the media that is insane and obviously there are four new members of the big 12 but do you have any idea if that's a normal thing for the big 12 media days yeah i don't know how normal that is obviously you've got a situation where you know you've got four new schools so you're gonna have more just based on that but my guess is when you have teams like Texas and Oklahoma and you have the traditions and the brands that they do, you're going to have that type of turnout regardless. So I, I don't think it's that far off on what they would normally have. So Because I think prior to coming to AT&T Stadium, they were actually doing it um, at the uh, the practice facility of the Dallas Cowboys. And for the life of me, the, the name of it is, is slipping my mind because it's got like a really cool name. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called, but it's where the Cowboys practice, which is essentially the, I mean, it's, it's basically a mini field. And um, so they've moved it from there now to AT&T Stadium. So I think the number is pretty close to what it normally is. So what were the players and coaches' reactions when they saw the big setup? The, I mean, I'm talking specifically about the guys from BYU. What was their reaction like? Um, they were pretty pumped, obviously. And, and again, it, it's, it was cool to see them excited about it. It was also cool because there was a sense of belonging. Like, we're excited to be here, but we also belong here. And I thought that was really, really cool. And they do belong here. BYU has earned the right and the opportunity to be in the Big 12 and part of this. And I thought that was really cool. And, and look, in, as, as somebody obviously that's been in this business a long time, Lauren, you, you know how we do things at BYU TV and BYU Radio in terms of our setups and the types of um, atmospheres that we have for TV interviews, radio interviews, you know how big we do them. It's like yeah. ESPN. Yeah. It was, it was, BYU guys are used to that because that's what they deal with all the time when they deal with us. I thought it was really cool to see how the other schools, when they would come in to talk with us, whether it was me on the radio side in my little own, you know, little uh, breakaway room, or when they were talking with Spencer and Jerem on the uh, set for BYU Sports Nation, um, how impressed they were with what BYU brought to the table. I thought that part was really cool. 
That's interesting because I was going to ask you, we've been used to hosting our own media day at the BOE Broadcast Building for the past 10 years. Which media day, now that you've you've dealt with both, which do you prefer? Do you like the little bit smaller yet professional setting at BYU or do you like this grandiose Big 12 setting? Look, there's obviously something cool about BYU having its own because, you know, you have a little bit more control of it. It's all BYU. And so for BYU fans, they want everything they can get Cougar related. But look, this is what we asked for. This is what we wanted. So you, you got to go with the being back in the conference, being back in the, now in, in, you know, this type of setting in the Big 12 where it's just massive and it's on a big scale. And you've got all the ESPN commentators there on the field doing their shows. And I think Radio Row was probably... I don't know. It was probably three rows deep of just radio, everybody, local stations, people doing podcasts, all of that stuff. Um, I, I, this, this is just, this is the big time. This is where we wanted to be. So I, I'm going to go with this. You mentioned that the coaches and players kind of felt like they belonged. They loved it, thought it was really cool, but felt like they belonged. Which player would you say felt the most comfortable with the media? Which player from BYU? Oh, I would probably, well, honestly, they all were. Cody Epps was actually the first person that I spoke to today. And and for those that have seen any interview with Cody Epps, you know how smooth he is. He was great. But I I would say probably to answer that, and and I think there's a couple of reasons for why this is the answer for me. I I would say it's Keaton Slovis. Number one, he's obviously done a ton of media. You're a quarterback. You've been at USC, places like that. And he's been a high-profile guy for a really, really long time. So he's going to be used to this type of attention. But the other part about it is, and I even talked to him about this, I'm like, look, you've had experience in two different P5 conferences. So the, the P5 you know, media days and how big they are, you, you've experienced that. You know what there's like. We're the ones experiencing this for the first time. So my answer is probably Keaton because, the, because of the fact that he's been through this in being at other schools, but he's also the quarterback and they're just used to a lot of media. So that's probably where I would go, but they were all great. And uh, I can't wait for people oh, to be able to hear some of the interviews that, uh, that we that were able to do um, with, uh, with the BYU players. And quite frankly, all the players from we, I probably today um, on the, on day one of the, uh, of media day, I think I did anywhere between 15 to 20 interviews with, wow. and that was including, you know, BYU and then, the rest of the schools that were part of day one of media day. Now day two will have the other seven teams that weren't uh, a part of day one. And so when it's all said and done, we're probably at least on, on my side of things on the radio side and the podcast side of things, probably going to do close to my guess would be anywhere between, you know, at least 30 to 35 interviews. Wow. That's they're keeping you busy. They're keeping oh, you yeah. real busy. I, I saw oh, that. Yeah. Jeremy Spencer got to interview Steve Sarkeesian and just some incredible coaches and players. For you, out of all those interviews, who was the most fun to talk to today? Oh, wow. The, the Sarkeesian interview was great, and I, I happened to be done at the moment with the interviews that I was doing. Um, and so I was able to actually come into the other room, and they have us actually for the TV side of things. They actually have it the – the set is in a locker room, and it's one of the visiting locker rooms at AT&T Stadium. So I was able to go into that room and be in there for the entirety of the Steve Sarkeesian mm-hmm. interview. And I think the thing that stands out to me about the Sark interview was 
how happy he looked talking about BYU and his memories of BYU. And I was talking to Dave McCann about this, and Dave brought up a great point. It was it was instant recall on on certain plays and what the what the play call mm-hmm. was and what the route was in this specific game and how much he looked back on his time at BYU and how good he thought that 96 team was. And he the other thing he talked about was how close the 96 team was. He says, I'm not sure there's ever been a team that was closer than we were in 96. So that was really, really cool. I, I would say in terms of the interviews that I did, one of them, and it wasn't just one specific player, but even though BYU's not playing Houston this year, it was fun to be able to talk to the Houston players because obviously they're one of the four teams that are coming in with BYU. And so it was kind of fun to be able to talk to them about what it's like from their perspective and what they've been doing to get ready for this and how they're reacting. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then we'll have an opportunity on day two to be able to talk with the Bearcats and then uh, UCF as well. So dang cool. I love that uh, there's four teams in this together. Was there anything that surprised you during any of these interviews? Any answer from anybody that you're like, what? (laughs) I don't know if it was necessarily a surprise, but it was one of the questions. um, You and Cleon had come up with some questions that you wanted to, to see if I could mix into some of my interviews, some like personality things. I think one of the ones out of those that I had the most fun asking about was about babysitting. And it was a question if down, you know, whenever you have kids, if you ever needed a babysitter to, to watch your kids, who's the one teammate you would not want to be their babysitter? <laughs> and I really had a, a good time with that question and, and that was one that I, I mainly asked BYU players that came in. And it was funny because almost everybody, while the answer was different, the reason why they picked this person was all pretty similar. And it was mostly because it was somebody that they were really, really close to that knew them so well that they didn't want them around their kids because then they would tell them all the bad things that their dad had done. So it was it was more like self-preservation. Like, he knows way too much about me. I don't want him talking to my kids at any point. <laughs> I love that. I'm excited to hear those answers. Shep, what insight did you gain into the team's expectations for its first season in the Big 12 and maybe other teams' expectations for BYU in an, its inaugural season in the Big 12? It was fun to talk to them and – you know, Lauren, you've done this long enough that when you ask players about preseason polls, yeah, yeah. you know, un- un- unless they're number one, and even when they're number one, they don't want to they don't want to sound like they're gloating that they're number one. So they don't even want to answer it when when you ask them and they're the number one pick team. But, you know, everyone was like, it, the, the preseason stuff doesn't matter. We know how good we are and we expect to be really good this year. And that was BYU. That was every team. Mm. And, you know, there were a lot of teams that said, look, nobody expects us to be back here at AT&T Stadium at the end of the year for the conference you know, championship, but that's our goal. We expect to be back here in this stadium in just a couple months playing for a Big 12 championship. And I thought that was cool. And every team should absolutely have that type of mentality coming in. And BYU was no doubt, I mean, the, the exact same way. And we were talking about this um, earlier in the week on BYU Sports Nation, you know, when we, we had a chance to talk about the preseason rankings and, you know, BYU picked 11th in the preseason poll. Look, I, I don't know where they're going to finish. 
I, I will be shocked if it's 11th or lower. I, mm. I just think they're going to outperform that preseason ranking. By how many, I don't know. I think they are better than the 11th best team in the Big 12, and I'm really excited to see them get a chance to prove that. That's what we're all hoping. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, they're leaving. They're the top, top dogs in the conference right now. You mentioned you got to listen to the whole Steve Sarkeesian interview. Is there anything that happened today that changed your opinion of them for better or for worse? Changed my opinion of Texas? Texas or Oklahoma, yeah. Um, we haven't talked to Oklahoma yet. Um, Oklahoma is tomorrow. So we have not had a chance to talk with them but no, I mean, look, Texas is picked to win the league for good reason. Um, they're really good, and they've got a lot of returning players. And look, Texas, in a lot of ways, is like BYU in, in, in their conferences. Everybody gets ready to play BYU. Everybody's yeah. gunning for the Cougars. And Texas is this, they're, they always have you know, a target on their back. So this is nothing new for Texas. Um, I was really impressed. You know, I had a chance to talk with... Uh, with the quarterback, Quinn Ewers, and, um, well, I mean, he was great. First of all, we started talking about his cowboy boots and cowboy <laughs> hat, so that was fun. you got to wear you, those. you got to wear those got, when you're playing for Texas. You've got to, and he's a Texas guy. So, go. I mean, look, in talking with these guys and, and reading up about them and sort of preparing for not just the interview but the upcoming season – there, there's a reason Texas was picked first. And we always joke, oh, Texas is back, Texas is back. Look, they're a really, really good team. And don't forget, BYU has to go to Austin to play this game this year. Shep, my final question for you is, what would you say just your biggest takeaway from Big 12 Media Days was so far? Wow, there's so many. Probably narrowing it down, um, I would say – how genuinely excited everybody is, not just for the season, because everyone's going to be excited when the season rolls around because it's an opportunity to play football again. But genuinely, everybody I talked to, and I felt everybody was sincere, they're really excited about the additions to the conference, the direction of the conference. They know the conference is in good hands with Commissioner Yormark, the decisions he's making, the innovations that he's trying to implement. I just got the sense everyone feels really, really good whether this conference expands in the future or not, of where the Big 12 is. And I, I thought that was a great way to begin Big 12 Football Media Days. We're talking to Jason Shepard from BYU Radio and BYU TV. Shep, thank you so much for coming on with me. I'm super jealous you're there, but also don't, uh, don't go melting on us, okay? Hey, 104 today with, as we know, Texas humidity. Um, you walked outside, and it was like the heat punched you right in the face. <laughs> I, wait, I got to ask, too, have you had any good Texas meals since you've been out there? Well, we, we got in on – so we flew in late the, um, on Tuesday night. And so we didn't even get to our hotel till like, 1230. So we, nothing yesterday. Um, on, on, uh, tonight we went and got some, some Texas barbecue, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that's the only meal that we've actually been able to eat here in Texas outside of like, you know, munching on some snacks and stuff while we're doing interviews. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we have an opportunity maybe tomorrow night to, to do some more Texas style food. And then maybe I can give you a better answer than that. All right, deal. At least it was Texas barbecue. Shep, thank you so much for coming on with us. You bet, Lauren. Always good to talk to you. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Jason Shepard for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.